0: city of heroes podcast episode 37 it's a prime
1: (laughs) you're so proud you're so proud of yourself you old math geek
0: (laughs) welcome to the city of heroes podcast a resource for the casual heroes gamer
1: Your hosts, Shooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH,
0: as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO.
1: City of Heroes podcast. This is Bib.
0: And this is Juche. Hi. And we have another knuckle filled, (laughs) overflowing episode. The term that will not die.
2: Overflowing knuckles. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I found a little
1: too much fun with that. And apparently you guys have too. (laughs) Some of you, anyways. (laughs) Some of you are probably sick of it.
0: Yes. I've seen the term dead horse. Thrown about a few times.
1: <laughs> and yet. Okay. Business. We went to the Hero Dawn Bash on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole lot of fun. Yes. We got there right around 9.30. We were running late. We didn't have time to roll new characters and the whole seasonal theme. So we just... <laughs> it's like, well, that's okay. We've got the characters we built for the last, right. the last party that they threw. Which... So we were sick, and I had Viral Viv.
0: hmm That's right. hmm And I had Contagious Chooch. <laughs> and they were already in place. They yeah. were right where we had logged them out last time. And
1: right there in the middle of the <laughs> Sapphire Room in the arena in Galaxy City. And it was a packed room. They had tons of people there.
0: Very healthy showing.
1: Yes. <laughs> Ex Libris was there. hmm Assigning people with gold titles over their names. which said hero don bash exclamation mark because it was that exciting Mm -hmm. so everybody was you know jostling around to get near x and take pictures and of course i looked at her power set which is basically everything (laughs) she was like an everything everything controller with everything in the ancillary it was like i want to play that for an hour
0: (laughs) i found it interesting that When you click on her in the target window, it showed her as level 50. Mm -hmm. But when you looked at the information screen, she was 37.
2: Mm.
0: (laughs) But had every single power.
1: Yeah. I was very jealous. (laughs) I wanted to play all of those things all at once. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine trying to manage your trays? Pain.
0: Forget about it.
1: We had a really, really great time, though. Cape Radio was there, mm-hmm. throwing down the 70s and 80s tunes. I think I was most excited when they played Dream Police. Mm. Mm-hmm. And other than that, they played just a tiny little bit of Dr. Horrible. Oh, right. <laughs> but the rest of it was kind of like, yeah, I I... Didn't miss anything in the 70s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently the, the SG had given them a custom playlist to have a classic rock soundtrack for the event.
1: That's true. And I'm definitely an 80s girl. So they did was, <laughs> they did play some 80s stuff that I enjoyed. We had a bunch of listeners there. Yeah. Well, yeah. a bunch. We were chatting with a bunch of listeners in our global. Mm-hmm. And we had at least, all totaled at least a half dozen come by. Mm-hmm and say hi and dance yeah. it was a lot of fun though
0: they <laughs> saw lots of veterans whipping out their pets
1: <laughs> yeah nice phrasing there Hunt. <laughs> you know
0: sprites and fairies and yeah monkeys mm-hmm.
1: and we were chatting so much that i realized that we had missed the pvp event that we mm-hmm. were going to do <laughs> that was so fun last year but we were having so much fun chatting mm-hmm. we forgot or, yeah, well, I mean, I forgot to watch the chat window. Yeah. It was so fun. Everyone was so nice and so friendly and just having a good time. DJ Phoenix was representing Cape Radio, mm-hmm. the tunes, and even gave us a couple mentions, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. And we did miss the PvP stuff, but I did go in and peek because they were doing something that they called their, I don't know if they said famous, but they were talking about their kickball game
0: or mm-hmm. dodgeball.
1: I think it was. I can't remember what they, was it kickball? pretty sure it was kickball. They had something that they called their unique kickball something game. So I was like, oh, I missed it. And I wanted to see what it was. So I actually went and observed it for a little while. And it was basically like they would call the item to defeat. And so then every once in a while they would say, you know, Agent Goat. And then everybody would pile on (laughs) Agent Goat. Literally everybody was attacking the one person that they called. Mm Mm-hmm. And it looked really harsh.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I do want to say thank you to Hero Dawn for throwing such a great party. We had so much fun. We stayed on mm-hmm. too late considering we were helping a friend move the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and we really yeah. appreciate, you know, all the community coolness stuff that went on.
0: They came through with the costume contests and prizes yeah. and door prizes. We got uh, money for milling around. And in they invited
1: They invited us to the SG, Mm -hmm. and we went and toured their base, which was gorgeous.
0: Ginormous.
1: What was your favorite room, I ask while I already know?
0: (laughs) I already know. I'd have to say the brew pub.
1: (laughs) You were very excited about that.
0: It was very creatively done. Mm -hmm. They they had these items that looked like giant vats Mm -hmm. of beer. Mm -hmm. They were very creative using these little ventilation ducts to spell out, to make out signs, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: to direct you to places and to have titles. Oh, and that huge, giant room in the middle that had two arachnose flyers parked.
1: (laughs) And I was like, I can't believe that. I spent like three or four hours one night trying to rearrange our entire base so I could get one room that I could cram an arachnus flyer into. And they just had two in the middle of the room with all this other stuff around it. And I'm like, fail on my part. And they even had their telepads alphabetized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they had done the letters to, you know, signify those on the walls, which was Mm -hmm. cool. That was neat yeah very clever everything
0: very cool and so in the sg channel when i'd mentioned that you know oh you know the base is really cool Mm -hmm. and and obviously a lot of work went into it and uh, i don't remember who it was but one of them had said that they had planned the entire thing out on the test server yeah and then to you know put it on the real server i'm just like that's double the work because you can't copy a template or something, you know?
1: It is, but it's also a lot easier, especially if you still have your SG from the old days where they started you out with like 38 million oh, right. prestige to play yeah. with you base You don't have to design. worry about it, yeah. Yeah, you just move stuff around, delete stuff, move it stuff. And you don't have anything in your you know, devices. You don't have yeah. anything stored, so you don't have to take that time.
0: I just mean you have to do everything twice because there's no copy and paste.
1: No, that's, that's exactly <laughs> true. You do have to do it twice, but the hardest part... Mm-hmm. is the layout. Yeah. Once you get the layout down, oh my gosh, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. The hard part is seeing what fits where, what's the power requirement, what's the control mm-hmm. requirement, mm-hmm. how much is it going to cost to get everything that you want. Right. Because there are many times that I've started down the road with a base redesign mm-hmm. and I have to try and paste things back together because I can't do what I want. I thought I had projected the correct amount of prestige and that I had right. the amount covered and then... When I get into it, I find out I don't. Mm -hmm. I I think that is a brilliant idea to do it that way. It's, in my mind, the only way to go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's clearly working for them.
1: Absolutely. So that was a lot of fun. Thanks again. We really appreciate it and can't wait until your next event. I did want to remind everybody to send us an email to win a PPD hard suit costume token Mm -hmm. for that costume contest that we're running right now. You have until... Saturday, midnight, September 27th, Yes, to get us an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. to enter. We ask that you're over 18, just because it seems, you know, like kind of
0: a legal contest thing to do.
1: Yeah. And also, I think <laughs> if you're under 18, you probably don't have right to your account and you'd have to get your parents to enter. And that's a whole nother thing. Ooh, that's what you could do. If you're under 18, get your parents to send us an email. Yeah, And then they can apply it to your account. Does that make sense? If you win, right. (laughs) If you win. And we had an email and I had also seen some chatter in our global channel
2: Mm -hmm.
1: about our one year anniversary coming up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Which surprised me.
0: Rapidly approaching.
1: (laughs) Because I knew... We'd been doing this since, well, you started it in October. Right. I don't think I joined in until November. Mm-hmm. But the start date, the first episode zero dropped October 16th of last year. Yeah. So if we're trying to figure out if we want to do anything significant, mm-hmm. it is likely going to be just doing the news. And if we have enough feedback from everybody, regarding the anniversary, then we'll probably just make that like a listener appreciation segment. Mm -hmm. So if you have emails, voicemails, comments, anything like that, go ahead and send them in and we'll save those and just, you know, label it as, you know, first anniversary show or something like that. And we'll just put all that stuff together. If you have feedback and we're not begging or, oh, please, please. (laughs) But if you have it, then we're definitely going to play it. And if we don't have enough to fill, then we'll We'll do a main feature thing instead, mm-hmm. or in addition. Right. And we'll just make that part of the feedback. <laughs> Does that sound good, babe?
0: Absolutely. Cool. We've got a couple special <laughs> things we're brewing up. For.
1: Yeah. Hopefully. Cross your fingers.
0: <laughs> you
1: don't know why, but cross your fingers. Now getting into the news.
0: The news.
1: SI Radio interviewed Back Alley Brawler. mm We'll post a link to this thread in our show notes, which has a link within it to go and listen to the interview or look at the transcript. Mm -hmm. What I took out of it was as follows. This isn't the entire interview. Mm -hmm. This is just little bits and pieces that I took out. SI says, have you guys been planning on doing any changes to the Hamadon rates to make them any more user friendly? And back alley brawler replies Yeah, we were always looking at Hamadon because it's one of the few encounters in the game we feel we can evolve over time. We made the last evolution not too long ago. We've had lots of feedback from players on what works, what doesn't work, and we're always looking for ways to further improve the encounter. But nothing officially announced, so I don't know if there's anything else we can talk about there. SI asks, will the shields that are coming with the new power set be available as just normal costume pieces and not particularly part of the power set, Back Alley Brawler says, I don't know that we've talked about that a whole lot. My first inclination is probably to say no. Just as the same reason we don't give broadswords to players as a costume option. Because that's a very signature part of a player's power set. It's one of the things that helps him stand apart from all the other players. The people who pick shields as a power set will have lots of options and cool things to do with their shields, but that will probably be something that is unique to them. Back Alley Brawler later explains... I think basic idea behind merits and i can't go into a whole lot of detail about how the system works the idea is to sort of rewards are sort of balanced around the concept of risk versus reward right now and what we want to do with the merits is change that so that it's based around the time you've spent playing the game versus the rewards you get so we want to give players a more predictable manner to get their rewards they want out of the game rather than repeatedly grinding through the fastest task forces through the game to get the random drops, to give people to play any content they like playing, any of the task forces or story arcs they really enjoy playing, and get a suitable reward for the amount of time they've put into it. So that's the basic idea behind the merit system. Mm -hmm. Later on, he talks about the things like the wedding pack and the announced cyborg pack were things we wouldn't have had time to do in our regular issue updates. Because we're selling them as a microtransaction, because players are going to be paying extra for them, We can put a little extra time and resources into making things that are really cool and slightly above from what you normally get from the free stuff. We're not intending for them to replace the free issues. They are here to supplement the things that the players are used to getting for free. So it's not like you're going to have to pay for these little things Mm -hmm. to get the content stuff. These are just extras that they're giving you an option to buy if you want. And they're going to, according to him... We're not intending for them to replace the free issues. Hmm. So that's a good sign, I thought. Yeah. And that's just what I took out of it. Is the most important stuff. So feel free to check the website for Linkage if you want to check out the whole interview. Cool. Castle responds on a thread titled Level Cap. And the question was asked by Graveheart, Is there any chance this game is going to raise the cap to 60 Castle said, a chance? Certainly. Not what I would call a good bet, though. And mean, he lists a few reasons. One, it would be a tremendous amount of work. Ten levels of content is a lot of work. <laughs> Two, it would extend the leveling period only slightly while alienating a large number of players who are level 50 who consider their character's build finished. I would agree with that. Three, you would not gain any power slots or power selections, which is what I think most people who ask for the level cap to increase would want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yes, while there is a very small chance it could happen, it isn't really a great idea. And with those limitations, I would have to agree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, if there were more powers available, more stuff like that, fresh new uh-huh. content, new zones.
0: I think there's ways they could do it without necessarily doing that. The the hard thing is the other games that have increased their level caps, which is pretty much, you know, every other aged MMO. Yeah. <laughs> it it always seems to be a temporary band aid that doesn't last very long. When you look at the last couple World of Warcraft expansions, they really, out of the money they dumped into the new content, they didn't get a very big return on that. Mm. The users seem to churn through it pretty quick.
1: And then turn their accounts back off. Yeah, and then
0: get really bored with it really fast. Mm-hmm. Especially the last expansion. Yeah. But um,
1: At least that's the feedback that we've gotten from players. Yeah.
0: So I can see where it's not... I guess for them, it's not a very big bang for the buck item, but I kind of disagree with the not allowing more powers. I understand they wouldn't necessarily... I mean, they may not want to devote the resources to developing new powers. They
1: could open another ancillary, though.
0: Right. And they could do it by... I was thinking of, like, call it power diversification or something. Allow you to effectively multi-class... And take a completely different pool, existing pool, Mm -hmm. and start.
1: Like let blabbers be (laughs) blappers. Right. Give them a scrapper option or something.
0: Which has a lot of balance issues and a lot of testing and a lot of that, but not as much as developing entirely new powers. Yeah. But with the competing superhero MMOs coming down the pike, they're going to have to start developing some new powers. Mm. (laughs) I think. Because those games are going to have unique powers.
1: You know what? I am going to comment on that because I got bored last night. You weren't feeling well, so we didn't record. So I went in the game and I was noodling around and I ended up building another character Mm -hmm. with, you know, it was Plant Sonic. And I had trouble deciding what I wanted to play because there's still so so many options that I have not explored. Yeah. So yeah, new powers would be awesome. Like, you know, the shields option and all that kind of stuff, willpower, all that stuff is mm-hmm. great. And they are obviously putting new powers out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm still kind of sit, sitting there for 40 minutes going, what do I want to play? Do I want to <laughs> do this, do I want to do that? Oh, I've never played this. You know, I yeah. have a plant controller, but I've never worked it up. Oh, this, that, and the other. So, you know, it. I'm still you know, a little slow in building characters because there's still so many options. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. But I can understand his point. They're trying to get, you know, the free issues out. They're trying Mm -hmm. to make the game better on a day-to-day basis and all that stuff. But
0: They're improving so many other areas that there's definitely more reasons to stay. Yeah. Other than just powers.
1: Right. I do like the idea of opening another ancillary option, whether they make it like you're talking about, cross types Mm -hmm. or... Something else that is an option for a quick fix. Well, not a quick fix, but a reasonable fix Uh to let people try even more and personalize their character even more. But uh, I can understand why they're not. And I think it would irritate me to have to then say, "Oh, my fifty. Well, now I got to get her ten more levels." You know. (laughs) Yeah. Then we have announcement about HeroCon. Come to HeroCon and get into closed beta.
0: Ooh,
1: Now sounds you good go. to
0: me. Oh, like I didn't want to <laughs> go before. <laughs> if only.
1: I think we're going to sell like... The house. The house so that we go to HeroCon. <laughs> tired of missing all these cons, man. Okay, I'm going to read from the post now. Mm-hmm. As if there weren't enough great reasons to come to HeroCon 08, now when you intend the event, you will have the option to join future closed betas. Given the timing of HeroCon, this may include I-13 closed beta, but will also include access to the future closed beta of Mm I-14. If you aren't familiar with HeroCon, it's our one-day City of Heroes extravaganza held on October 18th at the beautiful Hyatt Regency Hotel in Santa Clara. It's your opportunity to talk directly with the development team behind City of Heroes' City of Villains franchise, Meet hundreds of other fans of the game, pick up great prizes, and have a great City of Heroes Day. In addition, everyone who registers for the event will not only have the option to enter to be in the future closed betas, but will also receive a permanent Carnival Harlequin costume power. Want. (laughs) This grants a cosmetic costume toggle power to all the characters on your account to transform into the appearance of a Carnival Harlequin, an exclusive HeroCon 08 t-shirt.
2: Mm-hmm. Babe,
1: you know i love my t-shirts <laughs> i'm working on them guys and it's not going very well <laughs> also take a look at the great list of events happening at HeroCon 08 attend the second annual community address from lead designer matt positron miller and executive producer brian clayton Attend the banquet dinner with entertainment and exclusive upcoming announcements. Attend Q&A roundtable discussions and workshop sessions provided by City of Heroes game creators and players. Participate in a live mission event with a team of 8 to 12 players to see who can heroically or relentlessly beat out other teams for the grand prize. Shop at our community store to get just-released collectibles for City of Heroes and City of Villains. Receive free gifts and in-game rewards. Hang out with developers, friends, and fans of the best hero-villain super-MMO game. Enter to win some of our fabulous contests hosted by a panel of celebrity judges, costume, emote, and dance your way to fame. (laughs) Hurry, tickets are limited and going fast. Don't miss out. And then linkage to register. And then a link to discussion. Closed beta access disclaimer. In order to participate, you must attend HeroCon and register in person. Your City of Heroes game and or account must be active and in good standing. You must not be a member of the press or the game industry. And the City of Heroes dev team reserves the right to limit access to closed beta testing for any reason in our sole discretion. And that's it for news. It was a very short, brief, little nugget. And
0: yeah, that's it. (laughs) we'll just jump straight into the main topic for this episode which is part two of fantastic foes io sets feature this part will focus on health regeneration and status effect protection cool the following io sets provide boosts to the rate in which your character naturally regenerates hit points most require only two set ios in a power a handful require more and I list them in order of least required to highest. I must point out that many of the sets that offer regeneration as a bonus are not large sets. I mean the entire set is less than six IOs. Depending on the set, it might be more expensive or difficult getting two IOs out of a three I/O set than any two IOs from a six I/O set. As a side note, I'll again post this entire text in the show notes. I'm only going to read off the sets that offer the highest percentages there's more than last time. So if you want to see the lower percentage sets, or if you glaze over here in the numbers, head over there to see everything. So under the category of regeneration, for comparison, unenhanced fitness pool health yields a 40% increased generation rate. Unenhanced regeneration pool fast healing yields a 75% regeneration rate. Sets requiring two IOs, for bonus regeneration, include a point-blank AoE, shirako's Dervish, which gives a 10% regen, two ranged I.O. sets, Entropic Chaos gives 10%, and Devastation gives 12%. A sniper set, Sting of the Manicore gives 12%. Uh, Numina's Convalescence under Healing gives 12%, and their Defense, Luck of the Gambler gives 10%. Sets requiring three set pieces, bonuses include under taunt perfect zinger 10 <laughs> percent uh, endurance modification energy manipulator gives six percent especially on that one it's three of a three-piece set required so it's probably expensive uh which is the same for a 2 hit buff rectified reticle which gives six percent the following ios require four set pieces under knockback force feedback gives 10 percent under Endurance Modification, Efficiency Adapter gives 10%. Under Defense Debuff, Touch of Lady Grey gives 8%. And there's one that requires 5 set pieces under Knockback, Kinetic Crash gives a 6% bonus. But that's not all. There are two IO sets that offer plus regen that only require 2 pieces, but are the Ultra Rare Purple variety, that are only available as a level 50 recipe and have the unique constraint. And of course... I haven't looked them up specifically, but pretty much every purple I've looked at is extremely expensive.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Under ranged, Apocalypse gives plus 16%. And for pets, Soulbound, Allegiance gives 16%. Now, I haven't tried to build a character with a focus on plus regen via set IO bonuses, but it looks to me like you could get some hefty percentages. There are several sets offering bonuses between 8 and 12%. And with stacking, that adds up quick. I would not be surprised if someone could get around a 100% boost, doubling their natural regenerate. But that's just my wild-ass uninformed guess. <laughs> as for status effects, a as a special note, status effects are the types of powers that do not do any damage, but change the status of your character. So they include things like sleep, stun, hold, confuse, slow those are all status effects. Again, for comparison, for instance, sleep resistance in the unenhanced fitness pool health gives a 40 percent resistance to sleep, meaning it reduces your sleep duration by 40 percent. I believe that the above numbers are fixed regardless of your level. Confusion slash fear resistance, a level 14 defender casting leadership pool tactics provides a 44 percent resistance to confusion and fear. The benefit from leadership tactics goes up as you go up in level, and varies by archetype. So I use the above data point, taken from Red Tomax's City of Data site, simply as a yardstick. I chose level 14 since that powers a third tier pool power and unavailable before level 14. So to protect against confusion... Most of the Confuse Resistance bonus sets require three set pieces, and as we'll see, as a trend in Mez Protection, offer very small bonuses. The following I.O. set requires two pieces. Under Two-Hit Debuff, Discouraging Words gives 1.65%, so Mm -hmm. under 2%. There's two that require three pieces, and Arranged Entropic Chaos gives 2.75% and our pets, Sovereign Right gives 2.75%. We're harmed in some ways by the values of most of the bonuses, since the stacking limit will hit fast. Mm-hmm. I think when slotting out my Peacebringer, I casually got around 10% reduction in Confused Duration. For Fear, the following IO sets provide bonuses, reducing the duration of Fear slash Terrorize effects on characters. The sets below require any two-pieces from a set. For range, there's Ruin, which gives 1.65%. Under Heal, Doctored Wounds gives 2.2%. Under Hold, Essence of Cure Air gives 1.65%. Taunt, that perfect zinger again, gives 2.75%. And a set that requires three IO pieces under Knockback is Force Feedback, giving 2.75%. This is a small collection to work from. Empathy slash Energy Defenders might be able to rack up some benefits, though. In my experience, fear is rare, but I don't PvP, so what do I know? I do remember being terrorized by an AV during a Peregrine Island Safeguard. My invulnerability tank was very angry at that. <laughs> smash, <Yeah>. smash puny <laughs> AV. <laughs> and for immobilized resistance, none of the sets below required more than two pieces for mini set. Immobilization resistance comes rather cheaply, then. There's 300 melee, kinetic combat gives 2.75%, Touch of Death gives 2.75%, and Mako's Bite gave 3.3%. Under Rage Damage, Decimation gives 2.75%. It seems interesting to me that the archetypes more likely to rack up large Immobilization Resistance bonuses, Scrappers and Tankers, due to the melee focus, are the ones who largely don't need it due to Immobilization Protection powers in their sets. Just saying. For sleep resistance, IO set sleep bonuses like immobilization bonuses are available from two slotting sets, with one exception that actually applies to all the anti mez sets. I'll get to that at the end. Mm -hmm. Under melee, pulverizing fisticuffs gives 2.2%. Under range, salvo gives 2.2%. Tempest gives 2.2%. Under pet, sovereign right gives 2.75. Under Resist Damage, Impervious Skin and Titanium Coating both give 2.2%. Under Slow, Pacing of the Turtle gives 2.75%. There's enough variety among the values and enough different sets that offer easy slotting for plus sleep resistance that a healthy percentage can be produced, but in some ways it doesn't seem worth it. Usually when a character gets slept, they get woken up by an attack before the sleep wears off. Mind controllers back me up on this. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's why I have said before, I wasn't really happy with my mind controller that I got up into the mid-30s because most of his holds got blown. Yeah. So I'd respect all of the sleep holds instead for the stun holds and the fear holds, Mm -hmm. since they can't be broken.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, all the above Mez resistance bonuses can be helped by two sets that offer general anti-Mez resistance at the cost of requiring six set pieces. To hit buff, adjusted targeting gives 7.5% status effect resistance for all status effects. And under to hit debuff, dampened spirits gives also gives 7.5% to status effect resistance. Those are heavy duty benefits and in theory stackable. Good luck affording them since to get all 6 you need to buy the expensive plus recharge IO. So that's it for this part. The next part will focus on accuracy bonuses damage bonuses, boosting endurance, boosting health, and, as an odd addition, set IOs that offer debt protection. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Pat.
1: Thank you very much. Very informative. And tell me again what you said at the beginning about if people want to read the information.
0: I'm going to post the entire text as part of the show notes. Gotcha. Because I skipped over a lot of the bonuses that were Less than, you know, two and a half percent yeah. or, or yeah, less than two percent. So of any of those sets, there were definitely more available. But I didn't read them all because, you know, yeah. they're voluminous.
1: Right. And then, <laughs> and people aren't really going to be able to.
0: Yeah. A lot like of people driving yeah. aren't scribbling down so little sets to look at. So find it. they'll all be in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Great job, Pat. We really appreciate it.
0: That's going to do it for this brief feature cast. Mm
1: -hmm. News and features, bite-sized
0: version. (laughs) (laughs) In the next episode, we're going to bring feedback and a couple...
1: A couple of fun things. A couple extras. Yeah. There's some cool stuff in there.
0: (laughs) As always, if you want to interact with us, you can leave a voicemail for us at 206-203-1661. You can send an email to cohpodcast.gmail.com at gmail.com, or you can comment at the site and join the forums at cohpodcast.com. Until then.
1: Don't forget to enter the
0: contest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to enter the contest. Choo chee choo choo put up a link there. So Yes. Information on how to enter, which is basically send us an email,
0: right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> With a picture, it simply sends that. You did include a picture of the people. This heart is true.
0: Team, so yeah, this is true.
1: And we're gonna we're we're begging Ex Libris for Carney costume codes.
0: Too. <laughs> begging and pleading. Please, it's our favorite costume. Uh-huh. It's our favorite faction.
1: I know. I I'm, <laughs> I think we would be running around on full Carney teams if if everybody had their choice. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Do a Carney SG.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So, anyways. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> and we'll... Bye.
0: <laughs> good hunting heroes. And villains, I guess.
1: Oh, I've been playing villains, <laughs> so be nice.
0: But do I want to say good hunting? Peace. But not really. But cause... not really, because you're
1: <laughs> villains and that's not... <laughs> good hunting heroes
0: happy mischief villains
1: merry mischief that Ooh. sounds like Christmas though <laughs> maniacal mischief <laughs> I don't know villains tell us what you want us to say <laughs> I don't play it enough to be how do you
0: send each other off Right. what does mama villain say to baby villain when <laughs> he's heading <laughs> off to evil school
1: <laughs> let us know what your happy ending is I said that knowing we're going to edit. We're out.
0: (laughs) This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NC Soft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes.
1: All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests.
0: This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Alike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com.
1: Good hunting, heroes. I wrecked you. That was awesome. <laughs> I wrecked you.